0: Welcome to the Podcast Closet. I'm Caleb W.
1: And I'm Kathy L.
0: And you're listening to episode 75 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy Podcast, also known as...
1: Chronicling Closure Pointingly.
0: Very uh, big words there.
1: Yeah. It only took us like 10 takes to say them. By us, I mean <laughs> no, me. No,
0: nobody knows that. You don't yeah, have to tell well, them. well,
1: it's fine. Let's just lay it all out well. there.
0: Let, let them know. Let them behind the curtain. So big episode this week, episode seventy-five. Mm-hmm. The, Crazy.
1: Uh, That's a lot of episodes. Yeah.
0: It's it's like a milestone. I feel like seventy-five. Yeah. It's like a significant number.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like pretty. I mean, you got a quarter more to go before you're at a hundred.
0: Yeah, triple digit. That's gonna be insane. It will be like years three of the podcast. I'm proud of us. I don't want to jinx it, but we've only missed, like, that one week, right? I like, early on. Other no, that, I
1: think we took another week off more recently. Did we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But that's, like, two weeks. Wow. I mean... We're impressive.
0: We, we've been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week, let's jump into it, because I'm pretty excited about this movie. I think we both enjoyed it. Yes. Fair to say. Um We watched Never Let Me Go. Um... Did you have this movie coming out in 2010 or 2011? I know we run into this sometimes. So it's like when it came out at the film festival. Which I had when it, it came in out 2010.
1: In okay,
0: that's what I had as well. But cool. some of these are weird because they, yeah. they're indie movies, so they go to like these film festivals first usually mm-hmm. and then like come out either later that year or sometimes it dips into the next year, so it's kind of confusing of when you say it actually came out. Anyways. 2010. Not, yeah, not super important. 2010. Um, it's based on a novel by the same name. Um that was written in 2005 and here we go for uh this gentleman's name kazuo ishiguro i'm sure i butchered that somewhat um my apologies Uh, i would have liked to read this book if i would have known like about it i feel like i probably would have liked this book
1: yeah you probably would yeah give me like
0: 1984 ish vibes like with how they're like very controlling of the people
1: i didn't actually think they were that controlling but we can get into that in a little bit
0: that's fair. Okay. Um, anyways, more background, uh, directed by Mark Romanek. Mm -hmm. Um, this was our first movie I believe that we've watched besides like the Netflix and Amazon ones that we couldn't find budget on and stuff and they wouldn't have box office obviously that, um, cost more than it, uh, made at the box office. So it was a loss. Mm. It was a $15 million budget. so pretty decent size for an indie movie. Um, which could be what contributed, and I'm not making it back. Um, and then it made 9.46 at the box office. And it was distributed by Fox Searchlight.
1: I wonder, like, why their budget was that expensive.
0: I mean, it had some big names, but I feel like these were most like of the... In- before yeah, they were big names. Yeah, before they were big names. So, I don't know. It's very weird. I feel like, set design-wise, it had, like, a pretty good budget, I feel like. That was something I really enjoyed about it, like, the aesthetic Mm -hmm. had a good style and a consistent aesthetic So maybe, like,
1: they traveled somewhere?
0: No, I feel like it was all filmed in the UK. I'm saying, like, you know, they have this big, like, castle where the school is or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then, like, all the stuff in it, you know, like these vintage typewriters and
1: cars and stuff like that. Yeah, like, not the scenery, but, like, the set design. Yeah.
0: What was your uh, background?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I had that the writer of this movie is Alex Garland,
0: the writer of the screenplay i guess
1: mm-hmm um I also had that the run time was a hundred three minutes
0: that's uh an hour forty three
1: Thank you if you need a good converted. amount of time um It was available, or it is available to rent on most streaming services, but we were able to find it at our local library. I think, like, the more, like, the newer these movies are...
0: The more likely they are to be at a library.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And... Well, okay, I mean, so...
0: since you work at a library, is that something, and I know you've talked about weeding the books and getting rid of ones that st- people haven't checked out. Do they do that with, like, movies as well? They, I, I would mean, assume. they
1: do that with, like, all their materials.
0: So, yeah. So if it's, like, older and nobody's checked it out in a while, it's less likely that they would have it, I guess, yeah, that as well.
1: Or if it's not, like, well-known. A known. popular one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think because this had, like, big names, that helped, maybe. Even though it was an indie movie. um. Oh, well, and it's based on a book. Right. Okay, so for our setting, there are three acts to this movie. Act one, and this is in an alternate universe or yeah, alternate, alternate reality or history. I'll, I'll give my little
0: uh, one-sentence synopsis. And spoilers going forward, Um, I would say we're going to get into spoilers, so just be aware that now. You want
1: me not... to finish my setting? Yes. Or, I,
0: well, you got into alternate history, and that kind of overlapped with my... Okay. Because I didn't know if that was really a setting thing or not. I guess it is.
1: Well, I just was saying that I'm going to say... Or what I was prefacing was that I'm going to say some years, and they sound like they're in the past. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So, Act 1 is at the Helsham, um Boarding School. This is all in England. Mm-hmm. And that is in 1978 in the character's childhood. Then, they're probably
0: about 10 or so, would you guess?
1: Yeah. Then uh, Act 2 is at Farm Cottages in 1985. Mm-hmm.
0: Then... And then the people are like 18. So they are probably 11, I guess, in the original one. Then seven years later, they're 18, they move out of the school.
1: That makes sense. And then the final act is in 1994. Mm-hmm. And they are in different locations for that.
0: Locations, various.
1: <laughs> that's just like, that's the completion
0: act.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Right. Well, we did mention the big names. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, big names in this movie Carrie Mulligan. I would say is the main character, but there are like yeah. three main characters. But she also narrates, so that's why I'm calling yeah. her. Yeah, I
0: feel like she's in basically every scene, you know. So I yeah.
1: Like... So she plays Kathy H. Kathy of a K. That's worth noting.
0: <laughs> big distinction
1: here. Very big. We can get into that in another time. At another time. Okay. Then we have Kira Knightley, who plays Ruth C. Andrew Garfield, who plays Tommy D.
0: Are we noticing a pattern? <laughs> are you guys getting why we did that intro? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, also in this movie, as kind of like a guest appearance, or like a very, very supporting role, Dom... Domnal Dom- Dom- Gleeson yeah, a- plays Rodney. The rest of the characters, I would say, are, are not well-known in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But those were mainly the adults. So I would say, like, the children to young adults were, like, the big stars. Right. Okay. Tell me your synopsis.
0: All right. My synopsis and the reason I was getting up there and saying spoilers ahead... Because even my synopsis, I feel like I have to do some spoilers to even, like, summarize the movie, you know what I mean? There's a lot
1: of, like, terminology, but actually it makes a little bit more sense in this movie that maybe you might say some of those words in your synopsis. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Not sure. All right, here's my one-sentence synopsis. An alternate timeline-slash-history when technology has advanced to clone people for organ donation, the film deals with the morality of the process as well as the humanity... Or inhumanity of the people involved. Wow!
1: So that's like really philosophical. Yeah. And analytical, like wow. Thank you. Thank you.
0: If I okay. uh, stuttered there a little bit, it's because I only had one line to write it here, and I was like, had to fit three oh, lines on the one line. is that what you were
1: saying? You're like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to read yeah, this.
0: Chicken scratch, I got here. So. Poor Apologies chickens for that. get
1: a bad. <laughs> rep like maybe claw they have chickens. great handwriting and we just
0: they have great scratchings um claw writing yeah they don't have i would hands.
1: say that's kind of an opinion in your synopsis because we Ooh. don't know i got a
0: little um subjective there
1: yeah because we don't know for a fact that they're cloned we have hints in the movie and we'll get to that
0: oh that's the part
1: that you're saying is subjective
0: i don't know if you meant like the dealing with the morality or something yeah, that's true. We they don't ever actually like show the process or anything like that. Um, yes. so let's get into
1: it. Okay. Um all right, so how should we do this? Like as as frequent listeners will know I've done some circling of the important parts that I feel and mm-hmm. questions that I have. I have a lot of questions. Um but I don't know if we need to go too in-depth on the plot.
0: I would say, sort of adding to my synopsis maybe, would you say it's fair to, like, what they're pur- saying, what their purpose is, why they're cloned?
1: Yeah, like, we just should talk about that. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. I mean, okay, so first of that. all,
0: you don't know that, initially. Yes. I did call it. Yes. Like, five minutes in, I was yes. like, I bet this is what's going on here, because they... Yeah. Okay, so they're at this school, and they're, like, 11, like we said. It's called, Mm -hmm. what was it again? Hailsham. Hailsham. And they're, like, very critical of, like, their health. They found these cigarettes, and they're like, you guys are not allowed to smoke and stuff. And that's when I was like.
1: And they say, eat your vegetables. Yeah.
0: And they're very, like, health conscious, which is good. But it, it just seemed, you know... And we knew a little background of, like, this is a... Um, alternate history, and then it does have a few uh, lines of text at the beginning that say, technology has advanced, and now people have a life expectancy of over 100 years since 1967. Um, But anyways, so you don't know that initially, but then they do have a teacher, Miss Lucy, who informs them.
1: She's not a teacher. She's their guardian, which I think is more of like, like, a guidance counselor.
0: Okay, sorry. Their guardian, Miss Lucy, who informs them, even though she's not allowed to and not supposed to do this, that that is, like, their purpose, and, like, they are just being bred and raised to be these organ donors for, like, humans who are not clones. Um, So, yeah, so their thing is they're raised up in the school, and then they get to live, I guess, like, ten years, it seems like, after that, and then they start, like harvesting their organs and most of the people usually have like four donations
1: three or four yeah
0: and it depends on i guess like what vital organs they're taking from you when you yeah, have to donate I mean, so it's like true. first time they're taking your heart well you're dead <laughs> but yeah
1: you have entered completion
0: yeah that's the term they use for when the the uh, clones die um so that being like I said, you don't learn that right away, but that's sort of like the overarching overarching narrative, I guess. Yeah, I mean you kinda any...
1: put like the pieces of this puzzle together as you go along. Right. But you're giving you're given hints throughout.
0: Right. Um so that being said, do we wanna sorta go chronologically and just like make a few points about each yes. act and then like our thoughts? Does yes. that sound good? Yes, let's okay. do that. I'll let you go ahead and take it uh, okay. from ha- Hailsham.
1: Yes, yeah, so I had a few points about the school that I wanted to discuss or mention. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of things I noticed that kind of paint, like, the environment of the school. So the teachers are Miss and then their first name. Right. And then the kids are, like... What?
0: I'm just laughing because I, the name and then the last initials, So you are going to say? Sorry, yeah. I wasn't trying to interrupt, I was just yeah. guessing what you were
1: saying. Yeah, I sorry. don't know exactly why they do that, maybe they don't have last names.
0: That can be, yeah.
1: Um, but I don't know why the teachers are by their first name, like even the principal, that seems kind of odd. But it's not a typical s- school, that's yeah, ex- for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay this we is something that I noticed throughout. So I'll have comments about this throughout. But they like wear, the kids wear gray uniforms. Okay. And then, and then they also wear like beige gym wear. And then the teachers wear brown. But Miss Lucy was wearing like colorful clothing. Did you notice this?
0: Hmm. So she was, uh, like, a outcast from the get-go. A little bit of symbolism there with what she, the people were wearing, I guess is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. But, like, even, like, later on, after they get out of the school, they're still kind of wearing those colors. Until maybe, like, the third act, and then maybe not as much. Gotcha. But I found that interesting, I guess, for, like, symbolic purposes.
0: Hmm. I had not noticed, but a good observation. I I feel
1: like it was, like, really intentional, like, what they were wearing. I'm
0: sure it was. It just wasn't something I noticed that's a good observation.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell me something, or do you want me to keep going?
0: Um. Let's see. So, I um let me go through my notes chronologically here. So, I had a prediction. They are raising these kids to be uh, organ donors, so star. Good job.
1: I told you that in the movie. I was like, you got it. You did it.
0: Sorry, I wasn't trying to break. Um, oh, I wrote down this. Uh, art ain't about being good. Miss Lucy gets it. Because Tommy yeah. is uh, not good at art, and they have these art classes, and then they have, like, sports, which are, again, kind of a... the Sports made sense at the time. It's like a focal point of um keeping them in shape so like their organs are good but then later on we learn out what the purpose of the art was
1: don't tell that yet
0: don't tell that yet okay oh
1: no that is like
0: that's end yeah it is at the very end and i think that's a a a cool uh you can say
1: you can say what they thought the art was for
0: no we can come back to it it's okay so yeah keep keep that in mind they're making art for a gallery
1: yeah okay all right, what do you got? I I have a connection, um, a text to text if you will, if you're talking in education terms. All right, so the book Wonder, I mean, and the movie because they're based, you know, I have not
0: seen or read.
1: But, and that's that's on you, really. That's on you. You're missing out. But Summer and Augie in that movie are kind of like. Kathy and Tommy in this movie, especially, like, something that I was like, oh, yep, that's the thing, is the lunch scene where Kathy goes and sits with Tommy. That happens in the book, Wonder, when Summer goes and sits with Augie.
0: That was written after this, though, right? Just so we're clear. Yeah. And, I'm, and it's not, like... This has never happened in anything before. An outcast and somebody goes up to them? I'm, I'm just clarifying.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: and I know I'm saying the connection
1: say maybe is maybe the wonder author read Never Let Me Go. We don't know. I mean, it's a kind of common trope, but I've also like, I don't know. It really made me think of that. Okay, moving on. This was a very, very minor aside. But they're, like, pretending to be regular humans, and they're, like, (laughs) role-playing, and...
0: I don't... I think it's... I don't think the kids are aware of it, that they're not... They just think they're human children, especially at this point. Miss Lucy has not told them yet, right?
1: Okay, so they're just acting out, like, how to order in a restaurant. Right. And one kid orders tea with milk and sugar, (laughs) and... I didn't realize... And
0: everybody's just like, all right, that's normal. Then Tommy comes up.
1: Yeah, and he orders coffee with milk and sh- sugar.
0: Well, first he just orders the same thing, and then he's like, uh, water. And they're like, ha ha ha, who would order water at a coffee shop <laughs> or a cafe? Yeah. That's like, nobody laughs at this weird girl who ordered tea with milk and sugar. And that
1: must be a thing in England. Maybe.
0: They do like their tea over there, I've heard.
1: Oh, they live for it. Okay. Moving on. So, Ruth and Kathy, and we could spend a whole podcast just talking about this unhealthy friendship. Yeah. But Ruth and Kathy are talking about sex, and they're, like, 10, 11. Right. And I just don't understand how, like, well, it just made me think, like, how old are they? Why are they talking about this? Like, it seemed a little premature. Um but then I felt like this is a common thing in movies or books for characters to talk about sex at a young age. And like I didn't feel like that was like a normal conversation. What at what 10, grade is
0: 10 and 11?
1: 5th and 6th grade?
0: I feel like those conversations were probably happening. All
1: right, I wasn't having those conversations. So maybe uh, I'm the weird one.
0: <laughs> no, you're not weird. I'm just saying it's not that abnormal for those conversations to happen at that age that's like when you're like you have that sex education and stuff so it's like but they probably didn't i don't know it it was like a muted scene where it was either being narrated or like music was playing over it but they were showing one of the teachers had like that skeleton on the table there and was like i
1: was writing something down i don't remember that
0: yeah and she was like if you put a pillow under the woman's spine, and I don't know if they were talking about, like, childbirth or, like, perhaps intercourse. I don't know.
1: Hmm. So I, I don't wow, think Wow, how did was, I miss that?
0: It was very brief, and like I said, it was, like, a muted, like, like the teacher's voice was distant because there was a narration or music playing over the top or something like that.
1: Okay, good, good uh, catch, catch there, yeah. Thanks. All right, my next noticings are are from Act 2.
0: Okay. I had a couple more, I guess. Um, So, I I really dug the movie's style um, and aesthetic. Yeah. Like I was saying, that could have been part of their budget. Yeah. Um, I really liked the the uniforms were kind of cool, like, of, like, that era. And um, the different cars that we saw, the buildings, the technology of, like, the little... talk about i don't think but they all wear these bracelets and they have to like scan them when they leave the room and stuff i guess for tracking Just a purposes
1: bracelet? i thought it was like embedded in their skin i think
0: they were wearing like a bracelet like watch type thing that it okay. was on and then also like the furniture like, again this is jumping out a little but in like the third scene when they go to um that woman's house the madame the art director lady yeah uh, i really liked her like furniture just, yeah. This is just from, like, a personal perspective. I'm like, wow, that's a, like, really cool setup room. I'd like to have a room with, like, the yeah. furniture. And it looks really cool.
1: So that was something I really uh,
0: enjoyed. The style.
1: I feel like this relates to the style of the movie. The soundtrack was really yeah. well done. I and mean, it I was it,
0: mostly, like, orchestral, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But there was... I guess we didn't talk about that. That was in Act 1.
1: The school song.
0: The... Well the school song, but I meant the title of the movie.
1: Oh yeah. So That's there's... the only song of words besides the school song. Good point.
0: Yeah, so there's like a thing where they have these little tokens they must earn or something, and then they can buy this stuff that they bring in from like the outside world and Tommy buys this tape what was the uh music?
1: Judy Bridgewater. Tape
0: that has the song Never Let Me Go and then
1: Is it just one song on the tape? Because that's the only song that
0: she listens to. Oh, it's the only thing they show. I mean, you want to show her listening to all of them. But, um...
1: Could just be a single, we don't know. I
0: think even with those, usually the other side will at least have, like, a B-side or something, you know what I mean? That's true. Um, And then, I guess, one other thing that we didn't touch on in the first act was the relationship between Tommy and... Ruth and Kathy. Did you want to touch on that at all?
1: I've kind of wanted to talk about that more in act two and three. Okay,
0: but did you... The beginning of those relationships, did you think that was important? I feel like that was...
1: No? Okay. No. no, it's fine. No, nope. we, can... we can talk about that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we had enough time for everything. Okay. Yes. It's obvious that Tommy and Kathy like each other. But then one day... It feels like, out of nowhere, Ruth and Tommy get together. Right. And this lasts, like, for that seven year in between, and I don't really know how. It doesn't seem like Tommy enjoys the relationship.
0: Yeah, I just had written The Betrayal of Tommy D, so I wanted to make sure... We...
1: I just had some more points on that, actually, no, fair. in Act... Sorry.
0: I just thought the, like, beginnings of it was okay. somewhat important, just mentioning how it began. And you you got it. So we can move on to Act 2 now.
1: Okay. So, a lot of, like, what they learn about the, quote-unquote, outside world is from, like, movies and TV, and then, I mean, also the role-playing that they do. Right. Um so like it's it's commented on by Kathy that Ruth is like copying the behavior that she sees from the television. It was just just that was it that was the thought. Yep. Did is that worth mentioning? I don't know.
0: Well I I mean I think that's kind of true of like
1: I mean we real do that as well. we like, do that do too. That. Yeah. But they're not being exposed to as much since they're having this, like, kind of alternative childhood.
0: Yeah, like, very sheltered and don't get to interact with the outside world, it seems. Yeah. So, and Especially when they're at the school. Like, if they go off the property, they're, like, never heard from again. I'm assuming if we want to get, like, killed or something. I don't know.
1: That was a rumor or a story that was told when they were kids, but I don't know if that's true because something I noticed is that there really weren't like that many adults around or like they weren't in like um they didn't get a lot of screen time, and they were able to go on kind of like day getaways and I don't know if they had just like snuck out or how they were able when to do that. kids? No, the little vacation they take well
0: that was like
1: when they were outside of the school i just meant on the school and at the cod oh just at the school yeah okay yeah there's like rumor that if they go beyond this fence that they're gonna die yeah anyways i'm not sure if that's true though okay
0: yeah, i wasn't saying it was
1: no you're fine um
0: continuing I,
1: Yeah. So like another thing, so like another time that they kind of go into the outside world is when they go to this diner with Rod and Chrissy who they meet when they're in act two at the cottage. Um, and that's the Gleason guy and they're like ordering stuff and (laughs) like, They all order the same thing. And I just don't understand why they thought this was so weird. Like, what did they eat? Or maybe they were just given food and never had to order anything. But, like, what did they eat at the school? Like, why was it, like, oh, yeah, I, I want the egg thing. Like, why? Or maybe
0: maybe it's just they're all, like, were raised the same, so they all had, like, the same cravings. I don't know.
1: Oh, they really felt like they were just, like, Rod ordered, and then they just all said the same thing. Yeah. But they were like looking at the menu. I don't know. I just didn't really feel like the outside world and their little world were that different besides the fact that like they're going to have to go and donate their organs later on. Yeah. And they have to scan in anytime they
0: Okay, and then next what the happens door. on this trip? Is that part of your Is Yeah, so
1: Rod and Chrissy are convinced that they saw Ruth's possible or her Mod, modeler
0: original, I think,
1: or original. There that's was like the three different, yeah. yeah.
0: So this is where we actually learn, I guess, that they're clones. Yeah. Because early on we learned that like they're being harvested for these organs later in life, but we yeah. don't know if they're like just children people had and gave up or what happened. Yeah, we don't know. This if is they're kind they're of where at. we learn that they've been cloned.
1: Yeah, and so they're also so they like that's why they go to this diner because uh, they're like going on. A little trip to find Ruth's original, mm-hmm. but also like ulterior, ulterior, alternative, Al- ulterior motive. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Rod and Chrissy ask them because they've heard a rumor that you can get a deferral if you're in love. And that means that like you don't have to go and donate your, your organs for a few years and you can just like spend some time with your...
0: So did you Your get the vibe after mate. they said that that they were just in a relationship because they thought they could get a deferral,
1: like they weren't actually? Who?
0: Rod and Chrissy. No. Really?
1: Okay. No, because they were like really sad when they found out that that um, Ruth and them knew nothing about the deferrals, and they I think they were like, "Oh no," like thinking that that doesn't exist, and that they're not going to be able to spend some time together.
0: But I didn't know if like they were just like acting like it so that they could defer their thing longer, even if they aren't actually
1: like. I don't know. Some people believe in true love, and some people are skeptics. What? <laughs> that is not what I was saying. I f- I felt like they were a real couple. Okay, that's I
0: believe in true love. <laughs> I'm just giving not you a all. monster.
1: I'm giving you a hard time. Okay. So all yeah, right.
0: that is a point to again, like the paintings. Store that away. The deferral program. Okay. These will relate later
1: on. (laughs) I would say... Oh, okay. Then we get a little bit about how... I mean, we get it throughout each act, but especially act one and two, how Ruth is just not... Not all right. Like, she's just not... There's something... She's paranoid. She's manipulative. She is just... Like, she feels threatened and jealous of Kathy, even though she's the one that's with Tommy. So I just feel like there's there's some issues there. Yeah. And we'll get more into that in Act 3. Okay. Okay. I, I think... had a
0: couple notes in Act 2 if you were okay. pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? I'm ready. Okay. my 2 They're not, like, super serious ones. Just a couple observations. So um, I said, it, is it... uh. Are bad haircuts part of the process as well for these? <laughs> oh,
1: that's mean.
0: It just seemed like one of the first scenes we get with all of them a little older. Like, they all had, in my opinion, like, some rough haircuts. Well, maybe like Kira they Knightley's didn't get, and get and their
1: haircuts.
0: That could be maybe they They didn't had...
1: get to get? Oh, goodness. Maybe they didn't have haircuts.
0: <laughs> they had to cut them themselves.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay,
0: I apologize. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so rude of me. Um, and then... Speaking of rude segue, mm. Tommy tries to mansplain, uh, Kathy about masturbation <laughs> yeah. because, um, Kathy is looking at a
1: Kathy K Kathy H uh, Kathy with a K oh. not me.
0: Yeah. is looking at a quote unquote porno magazine. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and she's not looking at the pictures long enough. And so how can she get yeah. any pleasure for them? So Tommy comes in and it's like, you know, yeah, but that gets explained later as well. It does, and uh, those, I have questions about that. Yeah, okay, those are my only two notes I had on uh, Act Two. Okay, let's get into the real intense one, Act Three.
0: The real psychological brain. No, not really a thriller like morality clause or something.
1: I don't know. Like makes you think about uh, ethics for sure. Okay, the ethical act. Let's yes. let's go with that. Okay. All right, so we jump ahead again, and now um, Kathy is a carer, mm-hmm. which means she's not donating her or, her organs yet. She's caring for people that are do are that are donating. So their that organs. seems like a
0: pretty good deferral program right there. Why doesn't everybody do that? You know.
1: Well, you have to volunteer for it.
0: They don't pick everybody, maybe, type of thing.
1: Yeah. Or maybe not everybody wants to do that.
0: Yeah, it did sound like people didn't love it. So maybe it's, I mean, it is pretty, like, brutal. She has to, like, go to the hospitals and, like.
1: Watch people die.
0: Who she grew up with, basically, and stuff, you know. Very similar to her.
1: Um, Ruth actually makes a comment about that. How, so, they're all talking about, well, actually.
0: Go back a little bit.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So when Kathy is caring for one of her people, um, she finds out that Ruth is at the hospital mm-hmm. after a donation. And so they kind of have a reunion. And Ruth wants to then meet up or have like a three-person reunion with Tommy because they haven't seen Tommy in a while either. And so they all go to this beach yeah, I wrote that of, this
0: is the 10-year high school reunion.
1: Yeah. And they have, you know, kind of let it all out. And so one of the things that they're talking about is how Tommy doesn't think that he would be a good car-er. Mm-hmm. Um And Ruth says, well, that's how it's supposed to be.
0: No, he says he's a good donor.
1: And then Ruth's like, yeah, that's what we're designed
0: for, basically, right?
1: Oh, okay. I That's not how I interpreted that. No how i mean that could be what they were saying i thought she was saying like you're supposed to be bad at caring and good at donating like that's that's like how it's supposed to be but i don't know why maybe maybe because you have to like see people die and that you're not supposed to be good at that
0: yeah i thought she just said it after tommy said well i think i'm really good at donating though and then i she said, Well, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Like we're just designed to be these donors. So
1: I love it's so cool how we like see things like even just like a single <laughs> Watching, line. Watching sitting next
0: right next to each other. Yeah. Interpret
2: differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then Ruth kinda has her big confession why she wanted to reunite everybody. Right. Um, she says that she was jealous that Kathy and Tommy liked each other. And she feels, um, like, guilty about this. That she and Tommy ended up together instead. She's, like, wanting to ask for their forgiveness. So my question is, do you think Ruth needs to feel guilty? guilty? Like, is it really all on her that Ruth and Tommy were a couple?
0: Yeah, I mean, Tommy should take some responsibility, I feel like. Yeah, like...
1: Like, Ruth if you didn't God. want to be in that
0: relationship, you should have gotten out of it, type of thing? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: like, they show them together, and he's clearly unhappy, and he's clearly, like, still wanting to be with Kathy. So I don't understand, like, do you think there was just... Maybe this happened in the book and just down in the movie, because, you know, you can't do everything in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, Ruth cornered him and was like, you have to be with me or something, or... Like, how... I just feel like there is free will still in this society. Yeah. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, it is not all her fault. Her, fart, her <laughs> fault. But maybe she does feel guilty about, like... Even if it wasn't only on her, but still, she was part of, like, driving that wedge between them. And
1: Yeah, I feel like what she should... Let me tell you, Ruth, how you should feel. I feel like she should feel bad about the manipulation and the bullying and, like, that kind of thing that Mm -hmm. she was doing. Not so much the being in the relationship thing. Because she could have I think she liked Tommy and, like, wanted to be with him. Seemed like she enjoyed being in that relationship. So I don't think she needs to feel bad for that. Gotcha. But I guess if she was, like, intentionally, like, I only want to be in this relationship because Kathy likes Tommy, you know, I'm a robot.
0: Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. they not robots.
1: <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. So, Kathy admits that the real reason she was looking at these, those, these uh, you know, porno magazines
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that she was looking for her original. And I like, why would her original be in porno magazines? Well, she explained it. Okay, tell me what I missed. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she said, she was like, because I've always had this super strong desire to have sex, so I figured maybe it came through my original, like, they were in that industry or something. And then Tommy was like, Kathy, we all have those urges. Like, that's just part of life. Like... Especially like at that age, like you have these like sexual urges. Okay, like so she
1: thought her original like was a porn star or something or a model. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Actually, sorry, I, that was a judgmental. Okay, and <laughs> okay, N- there we go. Log- that was a non-judgmental. Log- logic we got it. logic we, just.
0: All right, cut that previous one out. <laughs> just put that one in.
1: All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> Enough for the okay.
1: Okay, now we can get... <laughs> we can get back to my thing about how the adults are not really around. Like, why couldn't they have just fleed? Do you have thoughts on this?
0: So do you mean, like, later in life? Like, when they get called in for these organ donations, just, like, not go? Is that what you're saying?
1: Sure. Or, like, leave.
0: Yeah, Escape. I mean, I'm sure... That's part of what those tracker things are. They're probably being tracked constantly. They just don't go into... I, and I'm just speculating at this point because, like I'm saying, there they don't go into... Yeah, they don't go into, like, the minute detail of, like, how they're being contacted or who's contacting them or how they're being tracked besides, like, they scan these little things. Even as an adult, we see um, Kathy H. leave her apartment and she scans her thing as she's leaving, so... You know, it's, like, still a thing. So I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Like, they're probably being tracked, and if they tried to run away, they would just, like, capture them and then, like, maybe, like, kill them and take their organs then. Like, okay, you don't get a live at all. I don't know. That could be, like you were saying with something earlier, it could be explained more in detail in the book and maybe just cut for time or perhaps decision on the part of the director or screenplay writer.
1: Okay. so Those are my thoughts. I like your thoughts. Thank you. Alright, so I say we talk about the meeting with Madame mm-hmm. And then the conclusion Sounds good Okay, so Tommy and Kathy decide Okay, we're in love now That was fast, it was kind of my thought
0: <laughs> It's true love I mean, I mean, I feel like they've been like Lusting for each other over all these years Like
1: Still though <laughs> Like, okay, we're in love now um, and so they want to go and get a referral or a deferral. I
0: don't believe in true love.
1: <laughs> I guess I accused ah, you. Yeah. How comes does it feel? Out, <laughs> Tastes, it feels
0: great. How does that taste? You're medicine
1: <laughs> Okay. All right. So they go. Um, for some reason, Ruth finds Madame's address and they go to her and they say, we're in love and let me show you my art so that we can be together for a few years and get a deferral. Well, there's a bit of a a record scratch. Do you want to say what it is? Well,
0: first I'll, I'll explain a little bit. So, the rumor again is among like the clones or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. is that like if you go to Madame with and you say you're truly in love and like she can show prove it or something, mm-hmm. um, then with you get their art. What then you get a deferral, and they think it's because. I forget. What was there. I know what the actual reason is, but it has something to do with the art. What was it again?
1: So Tommy thought that you would be able to see their souls through their art, and that would sh- show that they were truly in love with each other.
0: Right. Okay, so it was very... They were very close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like one thing off.
0: So then... Um... Kathy H is really picking up what's being laid down by Madame, and Miss Emily comes in who was the, like, headmaster of the school. Um, But Tommy still seems a little oblivious to it. Um, and not exactly getting what they're saying. And then she says the art gallery, again, going back to that original art gallery, um, was not to, um, show if you're like soul connected with somebody it was just to show if you if had, you a, had soul. a soul and it mm-hmm. was sort of like hailsham was the last i think they said the last so there was probably some other ones of like these schools that raised these i'm just gonna keep calling them clones i'm sorry um
1: that's hurtful they're real people i yeah. have souls
0: sorry <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to make a joke of it i i think that's a real like ethical dilemma that we can talk about um to see even if they have souls and Shem was one of the last like bastions of this like trying to show the outside world that like these people have souls and have humanity so like we shouldn't harvest their organs because they're humans even though they weren't like born naturally um they were cloned but like they still have like this humanity and souls you know like this is like murder Um, but she's, like, you know, you can't tell these people now, like, like, oh, cancer's gonna come back and all these diseases because we don't have these clones to harvest organs off of, like, they would never go back, even if they believed that they have souls.
1: Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so, yeah, so, like, Tommy had, like, brought all this art and was, like, kind of hoping for... For uh, happier news. But that's not what happened. So then we kind of... We see the opening scene. Of um, Kathy watching Tommy have an operation done. And now it's sad. Because they can't be together. Right.
0: And And this is probably Tommy's completion. Or no, it is.
1: Yeah. And... Um, when this is happening, Kathy is having flashbacks to their young love. Sad music is playing. Like this is where they want you to start crying, like really tugging at the heartstrings, right? Like that's the intention there.
2: Okay.
1: I'm just kind of setting the scene. Okay, and then Tommy goes through his completion, and soon after that Kathy receives notice that she's going to now be doing donations and that's kind of where it ends yep it's kind of sad yeah
0: so not a not a happy ending um but yeah I guess throughout they talk about these deferrals you know it starts in act two Mm-hmm. Did you think that it was actually going to be a possibility, or were you mm-hmm. pretty sure, like, this is probably just not going to actually well, happen?
1: Well, because they talked a lot about how, like, Hilsham had these stories.
0: Yeah. At, that was good foreshadowing on the storytelling part, I would say. Yeah. Because it was, when they brought that up, I think, Kathy, it's like, there were a lot of stories from Hilsham, and most of them weren't true.
1: Yeah. So I just could, thought that the deferrals won was another one of the stories. Yeah. Fair. I thought that would be too good to be true yeah. for them to be like, yeah, you guys I mean, don't get know. me wrong,
0: I want, like, this escapism of, like, happy endings right now with the world, like, the real world, and, like, so much chaos, but, like, I don't know, it's, it's better in my mind for some reason, like, that they don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sadistic no, person. No, no,
1: you, okay. No.
0: But I think that's better storytelling to, it, like...
1: That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it, like, you know, makes you deal with those ethical and moral quandaries of, like, humanity and, and how short life is and stuff.
1: Well, it's and s- especially real. for them, their life is pretty short. Yeah, I, mean, I feel
0: like, so, when we cut to that, she was, like, 28, right? Yeah. And she's probably going to die in, like, a year tops, maybe, or something. Yeah, so, yeah, most of them don't live to, like, 30.
1: But, you it know It seems what? like. I kind of, the last thing I want to ask you before we get into our final thoughts Mm -hmm. is you were saying that Hailsham was trying to like prove this whole, the souls thing and was kind of like a nicer school than some of the others. That being said though, they get, they fire Miss Lucy like right after she tells the kids the truth.
0: That's true. So
1: what's up with that?
0: Maybe... By telling them they think it could compromise like what they're trying to show because then the students know, so they'll like try to show that or mm. you're like should not tell that to people, you know? Like I don't know. I guess you could also argue they have the right to know.
1: They definitely have yeah. the right to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean that goes to like but that's a good what their hum like defining their humanity if they don't know what's gonna happen then that just shows that like they don't think of them as deserving to know or as like real people with real um, capabilities to love and feel emotions. Yeah. When Miss Lucy like recognizes people's emotions like she talks about or she talks to Tommy about dealing with his emotions when he's being bullied and like Dealing with um difficult times like that shows that she sees him as a human. When I don't know if everyone else did.
0: Yeah, I did think we were gonna like see Miss Lucy later on at some point.
1: Yeah, I liked Miss Lucy.
0: Yeah, seemed like a good, it seemed good like lady. she actually
1: cared about the kids. Yeah. And
0: um. My one question for you before we got into final thoughts oh. is um so this is terrible but I believe if this actually existed in the real world and like cured disease people would go along with it. Do you agree?
1: I could see it being like cuz like people a would make the same arg-
0: arguments of like well they're not really human yeah. even though like they clearly like feel love and compassion and anger and yeah. Everything humans feel. Yeah. Do you, so. Do you agree?
1: I I agree that I don't that know like, if, like it the would world be a is wide... terrible and like. Whoa 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 whoa! No 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 no! I'm I don't know if it would be like a widespread thing, but maybe it'd be like a, like some kind of like trial. Well,
0: I think like even a small
1: amount, it's like inhumane and like murder. You know. I am not pro. If you're, if this you're into society. these,
0: speaking of like different. I would consider this sci-fi, would you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But, like, in a way that, like, I enjoy.
0: um, Blade Runner is, like, what this is. Like, Mm. because these... um, I'm trying to remember. Androids are made, and they're not, like... The later models are, like, not aware that they're androids. And then people are paid when they, like, rise up to, like, go and kill them. That's what a Blade Runner is. And also, like, they have, like, this... Um, built in. Look, at you making a text
1: to text connection. A bu- well. Yeah.
0: A built in expiration date of like three or four years or something, like where then they're not useful, they just expire. So, yeah. A similar, if you find this interesting and haven't seen Blade Runner or read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick, which I haven't had either, but it's on. I've got the book now. I don't really want to read it, even though I've seen the movie and Blade Runner 2049 as well. Sorry, I don't want to just turn this into that, but to talk about a movie with style that I did. Uh, the cyberpunk future of Blade Runner is really cool.
1: Okay. Anyways,
0: sorry. Final thoughts on Never Let Me Go. Go ahead.
1: Alright, I loved this movie. I thought it was so well done. Might be my favorite movie that we've done for like our indie section. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, I was really itching for a quality indie movie and this one delivered i mean like it had great acting we've talked a lot about the style of Mm. the movie um how it's leading to such good discussion about ethics and morals and yeah and future and that kind of thing all the connections we're making like that's the beauty of a good movie yeah. So, I would definitely recommend this. Right. Like, I recommend all our movies, but, like, for different reasons. I don't know. I, I feel
0: like some of them I would, have not recommended. But this one, yeah, I recommend. I'm definitely saying for, recommend. like,
1: different reasons. I'm like, hey, you want to watch a really <laughs>
0: weird movie? Lighthouse. <laughs> Try
1: Lighthouse. <laughs> like, it's going to blow your mind weird. Yeah. I, out I, weird. I've
0: actually, like, recommended that to friends. Be like, you should watch
1: this movie. It's really weird. Yeah. So. This one, though, it would be, like, a sincere recommendation. Yeah, like,
0: I really enjoyed this movie. You should watch it. And it creates good discussion. Yeah. I've... I've, This is what I've had written under Final Thoughts. Style and substance. Which is what you were talking about. It had style and it had substance. And it talks about moral quandaries and ethical dilemmas. Which I think creates a very good and deep conversation.
1: But it's not... It doesn't, like, overdo it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hit you over the head with it. Yeah. I think it it strikes a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, so that being said, should we move into ranking Never Let Me Go? All right. Well, I thought I was going to have it high, but it sounds like you might have it higher. I had it at number four after Francis Ha and uh, before the half of it.
1: What? I have it at number one.
0: Wow. Number A new number one. I don't know if I'm ready to knock Parasite out.
1: Then I have it at number two.
0: Three? Could two. You, could you do three?
1: Because you have Portrait, right? At two, and I'm not okay with that. I've never been okay with that, but I've held it in.
0: Okay. Um, I could do two. I really like this movie as
1: well. Yes! Oh. I still wish it got number one, but I'll settle for two.
0: It, It was close. Okay. But I still think Parasite's a little better. But I I do highly recommend this movie. And somehow I'd never heard of this. Never, and I wish
1: never ever heard of it. Yeah,
0: I feel like if I would have seen this or book on a shelf and read the synopsis, like would definitely have read the book. Yeah. I would recommend that. If you haven't seen the movie and are somebody who likes to read the book before you see a movie. Yeah. I hope it doesn't ruin the movie, you know? Because, you know the book's always better than the movie, yeah. usually. But um yeah it's a good it, movie though. I really like the story. I I
1: guess if you've read the book and then go and see the movie, like, let us know if it's still a good movie. If if
0: it it does justice to the book or whatnot or improves upon it or... Anyways, yeah, reach out. Um,
1: What are our new rankings?
0: All right. So, yeah, the new rankings are, number one, Parasite. Number two, um, Never Let Me Go. Followed by Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Francis Ha, The Half of It, Mid-90s, Your Sister's Sister, Winter's Bone, Uncut Gems, Brick, Donnie Darko, The Lighthouse, High Fidelity, Troop Zero, and Dazed and Confused. Alright, now let's move into currently captivating positives. Alright, my currently captivating positive is one of my favorite games of all time just came out with a sequel the last of us uh so the last of us part 2 just came out last friday so i've been playing that um it's definitely also not an escape from this because it's like at uh like post apocalypse like mm. plague hit hit uh, the plague? earth plague yeah so there's like zombies and stuff so but it's more about like the people and like the stories yeah their personal stories and naughty dog is like in my opinion a a very good um storytelling studio and they're also amazing at getting uh the most out of sony's technology and like making these games that look so beautiful Hmm. um beautifully realized um so yeah that's pretty much what i had i'll let you go now since we're short on time here
1: all right i have a new podcast i've been enjoying it is called... Caleb
0: Kathy Getting... Podcast?
1: <laughs> it's not a new podcast for me. A new co- podcast for me that I've been enjoying is called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Nice. You may know him from Queer Eye. Oh, I do. Yeah, well... And his book. Yes. He's got a lot of flames in the fire. That's not the same. <laughs>
0: Sticks in the fire? I forget. Something There's... in the fire. Yeah.
1: Okay. And it's pretty political, and I like it. That's one thing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm trying to be brief. Um, The other thing is that The Bold Type came back, and that makes me happy. It's a television show. It's a freeform show, but you can watch it on Hulu. It's
0: Irons in the Fire. Irons in the Fire! That's why I was being quiet. I was trying to Google it. Yes! (laughs) Too many Irons in the Fire.
1: All right, so check out Getting Curious and The Bold Type.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I I'd might give that a shot. What? The Getting Curious, sorry, not The Bold Type.
1: <laughs> I was like, really? You would not want, you don't want to watch that. Um, I just, it's not your thing. But Getting Curious is very interesting. All right. You learn something new every week.
0: Speaking of weeks, mm. man, I'm killing the segues. <laughs> Let's move on to what we're covering next week.
1: Next week, we're going to be watching another indie movie. What? And this Are this sure you got <laughs> This one is called Infinitely Polar Bear. And it's available to rent on all you know, your streaming services. But you can also just get it from your local library.
0: <laughs> Which is what? Shout out to local public libraries.
1: Woo-woo. Support your local library. Okay, so that's what we did, but teach their own this movie is starring mark ruffalo which sold both caleb and i so just like this week or last week when i was like andrew garfield this time it's mark ruffalo
0: okay and then one more thing i wanted to say before we got into the closing segment uh we forgot to say last week happy father's day to all the fathers out there sorry for the belated shout out um New fathers, my friend Cody just had his first kid. Um, upcoming fathers, our, our friend uh, Jeff. Jeff will be having his uh, first child soon with Amanda. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the, our dads and any of the dads out there. Hope Only you had a good Father's Day. Dads. Only to the good daddies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Sunday and call your loved ones. And
0: Don't forget to vote.
1: Please. Bye.
0: Welcome into the podcast closet. You're listening to episode 76 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as...
1: Constant commotion persists.
0: I agree. There was a lot of commotion happening Mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. Not for the, um, I don't know, virgin ears. If you don't like cursing, Mm -hmm. this is not the film for you.
1: Interesting parenting styles, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, you feel for them, for sure. Yeah. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, the film we were referencing here is Infinitely Polar Bear. Um, this movie came out in 2014. It premiered at Sundance Film Festival. It was distributed by Sony Pictures Classic, which is not a uh, subsidiary I had heard of before of Sony's. Um, it was directed and written by Maya Forbes, it had a six point seven million dollar budget, and it made two point one million dollars at the box office. So we have another box office loss. And these are both like more recent, man. That just goes to show you. Well, I guess one was up. That? that was twenty ten. Maybe these aren't that recent. Never mind. Maybe what were you this going to say? this era was a tough time for indie movies. It might have been like early uh, twenty ten to mid.
1: A lot of indie movies don't get showed at a variety of theaters. Though. Yeah, so. that's true.
0: Maybe it was only a smaller release. I, I don't... Know. I've never heard of this movie before you uh, added it to our list, so... Mm-hmm.
1: It was just on, like, at the beginning when we were thinking about making this change, the podcast, we, like, searched a bunch of... And you're like, indie. Mark Ruffalo. Boom. Yeah.
0: I'm sure we can find some more Mark I feel like he does indie movies.
1: Yeah, I've seen a few of his indie movies specifically
0: is uh the one we saw last year dark waters is that indie or no i don't think so no 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 no, no. oh okay sorry anyways so starring mark ruffalo among others I'll, i'll toss it to you to get the rest of the cast and everything like that
1: i have more to say about the background
0: yeah that's what i mean Okay. Your, your part of the background is you like characters and setting and stuff like that yes
1: okay so more background before i get to setting and characters the runtime was 90 minutes we originally got it for the library but that was a bust. so we did the stars free trial just for this movie
0: it wasn't that the disc was scratched per se they it was just like had this a noise this big like RFID sticker on top, so when it was spinning in my PS4, it was making a clicking noise constantly. So I was like, we're not watching I, it like this.
1: I will be letting the library know what that's Thank okay. Thank you. Maybe they,
0: maybe they can like pull it off and put a new one on there.
1: We'll figure sure it out. I'm
0: sure I'm not the only one.
1: It was also available to rent on various streaming platforms. Right. Okay, so the movie um, like you said, is written and directed by Maya Forbes. So it's kind of loosely based on her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Her daughter Emma Jean Walidarski played <laughs> fun um, last name mm-hmm, played um, like a fictionalized version of the director.
0: hmm Yeah that's cool I haven't heard of that before.
1: Yeah uh, her reasoning being that she wouldn't do any kind of damage to some like rando. It's her kids so she could cry with her.
0: What about the other kid actor, though?
1: But she was really good.
0: No, she was, but like
1: sucks for her, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got the mom's permission. Yeah, and the I guess. Dad's permission, but it's okay for them to be put through. Uh,
1: J. J. Abrams was an executive producer on this movie. That's a big name. Mm-hmm. Um, the setting took place in it. The movie started out in 1978, mm-hmm. went over the course of eighteen months plus a year, um, and took place in Boston. Here are some characters for you, slash cast. So as I already mentioned, Emma Jean Waldarski played Amelia Stewart. Then our two big names of the movie are Mark Ruffalo, who played Cam Stewart, and Zoe Saldana, who played Maggie Stewart. So husband and wife, kind of. Mom and dad. Um, Mark Ruffalo was nominated for a Golden Globe for this. Oh, nice for this role. I thought role. he
0: did a good job.
1: Indeed. Um, the but rest... I always
0: Gruffalo. I'm like Gruffalo and Suck. I don't think I've seen a movie with a minute that I didn't like exactly. his performance. He's incredible. I'm sure it's out
1: there, but I haven't seen it yet. He's such a good actor and he's adorable.
0: And I feel like he's like, and, I don't know him personally, but I feel like he does roles that are like for good causes.
1: He's really into environmentalism and a lot of good causes. Could and... be a
0: complete bad guy behind the scenes, but I don't think so. But I... I,
1: I mean, hope not as well. Yeah, why would you say that? Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, the rest of the actors I feel like are not really worth mentioning, but there is another character, uh, who plays um, or another actor who plays Faith Stewart. So, which is the youngest daughter? Yeah, who did do a good job?
0: Faith or Facey? They also call her.
1: Yeah, which ew. Okay. I don't like that as a nickname. Anyway, should we get into the story now? Into Let's the do plot.
0: It. I've got my little one sentence synopsis here. Ooh,
1: I want to hear it.
0: All right. Cameron struggles to cope with his bipolar diagnosis and raise his two daughters while Maggie gets her MBA in New York.
1: Love it. Pretty good? Pretty good.
0: Thanks. That's what I strive for. Pretty good.
1: <laughs> I would even go as far as to say pretty, pretty good.
0: What about ba-doo,
1: ba-doo. well I feel like if I do it in the voice I'm gonna get like sued or something. It's probably <laughs> he, like he
0: has it like patented trademark. you have to pay him royalties yeah. if you say it like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that was a good one sentence synopsis. Alright. I mean, do we even really need to get into the movie now? <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: I summed up the whole thing.
1: Yeah, you basically did. We can
0: talk about the moments.
1: Okay, I do have a lot of thoughts on this movie, so scratch that. <laughs> Alright, I think we should start off with just kind of the... Theme, the I was going to say feel, and then theme came out. Same thing. The feel of this movie. I think okay. that's worth mentioning.
0: Describe to me what you mean by the feel.
1: Oh, I will. So, like, the kind of atmosphere you get from this movie. Um, the mood, the vibe. And I think... What they, emotions it's trying to portray, yeah, or... Kind of. Um... I think they do a really good job, like, setting the, that tone, like, right off the bat. So, like, we got a good soundtrack going on, hmm. good music. I would say it has kind of, like, a campy feel, maybe, like, home video-esque at times.
0: They they literally do have some, like, home video shots.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's very quick-paced.
0: Yes. It does do a lot of, like, jump cuts. Like, all right, and that scene is done, jump to sometimes you know jump to like winter and sometimes just jump to the next scene like now they're in the apartment type of thing
1: i have a theory of why they do this is
0: it like showing his mental illness
1: man (laughs) that's what i was gonna say now it's coming off as like you came up with it which you did i guess
0: i i believe that you also had that maybe it was really obvious i'm not saying that i yeah but yeah I think it does a good job that does a good job of showing it I thought another part if I can jump ahead a little I guess since it's related Mm -hmm. of showing like um, his manicness that I haven't seen portrayed and this is coming from someone who doesn't have manic tendencies or anything but or hasn't been diagnosed with them. maybe I do you don't okay good Um, sorry that was a weird thing to say
1: we got it out Another thing you notice, do tell. Let me just start it. So sorry.
0: So another thing I noticed that's sort of related to what we were just talking about it jumps ahead a little, but I think it did a good job of portraying his um, manicness was when he's going around the apartment and like starting all the little projects mm-hmm. and then like putting notes on him, like in progress, don't mm-hmm. don't touch, and then like but like is just so frantic like he yeah. can't. Stay focused and finished a project. He's like just jumping from thing to thing. Yeah. And then Maya comes back from New York and is like, We had a setback or something,
1: I think he says. We lost our momentum. We lost momentum. That was fine. Mark
0: Ruffalo had a lot of good quotes
1: throughout. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Another
0: okay. one was, No one is charmed by my squalor.
1: <laughs> that one's <laughs> good. Which there was, was another like, one somewhere.
0: That's like a good life mantra. <laughs> not, a, not a mantra, but. Like I feel like you can like relate to that at some points in your it's life, like yeah, yeah. Nobody like, no, is, no. nobody's charmed by what I'm doing right now. I'm not living my best life,
1: I like, yeah, that's a good line, yeah, yeah,
0: all right, back to you, sorry, for taking over there,
1: okay, so should I go back to where
0: you we can were start at wherever you, wherever you want, okay, sorry I for... do
1: have some beginning thoughts, no, what you said was really good, um. Okay, so, like, right off the bat, we learned that Cam, Cameron, Mark Ruffalo, the dad... I call him Dad in my notes, so...
0: Because he gets... Because it's mainly him and the two girls throughout yeah. the movie, so... So... We, usually has... Although, later on, they do call him Cam.
1: Yeah. So. I think a lot of people... Like I don't think it's that uncommon for people to go through that, that um, calling their parents by their names kind of thing. I'm not saying I ever went through that phase. Maybe my grandparents, though.
2: Anyways, sorry.
1: Um, again. You're not. You're doing fine. You're okay. not. Don't even. I like the banter. Okay, so we learn right off the back that uh, off the bat that the dad has bipolar, right, um, and that he's having a hard time keeping a job, and he has a nervous breakdown, has to go to the hospital, the mental hospital the right. halfway house. So, like, we learn kind of where they're at. Like, they're not showing us the before that much.
0: Oh, like just, the like, happy times we're before in his it. breakdown. Yeah. yeah we're
1: yeah. just in it.
0: Which... But it sounds like... Sorry to jump in again. From later on in the movie, she does say that he had the break, breakdown, like... I feel like she said he had a breakdown before... Um...
1: That was when they just first met the... Um, Maggie and
0: Cam Yeah like so she knew about that Before like that break That breakdown he has at the beginning of the movie like I feel like she already knows because he rides up Saying like I'm not manic I'm not manic Like that's something like They already know about you
1: know what I mean They being the whole family Yeah Okay
0: Or at the very least Maggie
1: Yeah I just kind of meant that like It's an interesting place To start like to start in the in a breakdown right so there's something to be said about that that's what I meant but yeah I mean he probably has had other breakdowns That's okay part sorry of... I
0: was just trying to clarify I just didn't know if you thought that was his like first mental breakdown or... no okay
1: no um so in addition to having some so, Uh, having his mental illness you know there's he's not taking his medicine he's drinking smokes cigarettes throughout the movie so he's kind of abusing a lot of different
0: that's some vices
1: yeah okay so i that's just kind of like where we we start from do you want to jump in here or should i keep going
0: i feel like i've been jumping in plenty so you should keep going
1: okay early on so like I would say this movie is, I was going to say it was still from, from the kid's point of view, but it's it's both. It goes kind of back and forth. Maybe yeah. kind of an omniscient narrator type of deal. But we do kind of learn a, a lot about how Amelia and Faith are affected by their dad's illness um, and, like, the the circumstances that they live in and kind of where they're at Mm -hmm. so early on they get made fun of by these neighborhood kids that live in their apartment complex Um, and then over time they become friends with them and I just felt like that was you don't even see it's almost like it just kind of happens which
0: no it shows up when they play basketball I feel like that's when it blooms when cam invites them over and they're like no don't they're mean to us and like no come on they should play with us and then after that i feel like
1: okay yeah i i guess i just it didn't i mean that's a quick turnaround
0: i mean kids are i feel like kids are very like can be very cruel but also like very short uh memory short-term memory like and just like yeah let's just play Oh cool.
1: okay
0: that's a good thing about the like innocence of childhood
1: that's true um okay and fighting so, one
0: minute and best friends the next
1: yeah that's true i guess i just found it interesting how they how that changed but i guess their dad i, mean, helped I think- them.
0: Yeah, and I think the movie was more so about, like, their relationship with their dad. I mean, their relationship with friends is one thing, but I, I think the focus was more on their relationship with their dad and how, I guess, you can relate that to their relationship with these other kids, their friends, because, like, they're embarrassed of their dad and they don't want them to come over to the apartment, so there's mm-hmm. that dynamic of how it affects the rest of their life because they're ashamed of their dad.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they love him, but I think they have a hard time... Well, I don't want to call them selfish, because, like, it, nobody wants to grow up in that kind of environment. Yeah,
0: I wrote that down. Um, what did I say? It cannot be easy on a kid to have a parent with a mental illness.
1: Yeah. So, and
0: especially since, like I said in my synopsis, they're being basically raised by just him, because... Maggie's away getting her degree, and the portion we see this eighteen month window, yes, so that can't be easy to have only a, a
1: can we for a moment talk about the dad's family and I guess upbringing
2: talk about anything you want
1: okay well you did you made it known that this movie is mainly about the kids and their dad's relationship, so well, I don't want to spend too much time on it, you know, but I briefly know. I. Was, Okay, sorry No, you're fine You're fine Okay, so When the mom decides that she's going to go to business school She and the dad and his parents Have some kind of meal Or meeting with his parents And the parents are like Why would you want to Basically, why would you want to raise your kids on your own To the dad
0: think that his dad mainly said that I don't know about the mom but
1: oh. yeah but I just think that I don't know I wrote that down because that just seems like an intense thing to say to someone who has two kids like of course he wants to raise his kids you know
0: I, I mean yeah I like didn't think that guy was a good guy but it doesn't surprise me of like a rich white guy who's in the 70s, like, that's an attitude that I feel like was not, even probably now, the rich white guys out of the norm, especially back then.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't take that into context. Context. But they don't really have much of a relationship with their dad's side. Which was kind of sad. Like, they visit the great-grandma Gaga like, briefly. Um, in they're being supported kind of by the dad's side but it doesn't seem like they really know a lot about their dad's his family history or anything you know when he's explaining that to them they're not like very very young at that point mm-hmm. I, I just think that was a strange juxtaposition because they're clearly like living I mean, in we, the same area we
0: never see the mom's parents though yeah or talk about them, so could be even less so on that side.
1: True. Yeah, we don't. We don't need the mom's family at all. That's a good point. All right, so let's get into how it goes, how how parenting goes for good old Cam. How do you think it goes? How would you say it goes?
0: Uh, he has his ups and his downs.
1: Should we go through some ups and downs? Sure. Okay. So...
0: Uh, oh, I thought we were gonna like take turns. Up, down,
1: up. Yeah, okay, up.
0: Um, he sews the flamenco dress for um, Faith.
1: Down. He has a bit of a of a kind of uh, not an episode. But he's very frustrated by that process. He does make it in the end, though. So maybe that's not my down. I take that back. My down is that he yells a lot
0: doesn't seem like a specific moment, but yeah.
1: I mean, okay. He yells a lot and says that he's their servant and storms out of the apartment and leaves them to their own devices.
0: Up, he comes back.
1: And cleans up his mess. Yep. Which did show some growth because the last time he did that, they called the mom. And the mom was like, what the heck are you doing? I mean, we don't hear her say that, but I'm sure that's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. True. Um, okay. Wait, do we have any... What's Are there any other ups and downs?
0: Well, we've only done two ups and a down. I know there's gotta be more downs than that. Um, one previous down we mentioned was when um, they have all the stuff set out and unfinished projects and the mm-hmm. apartment becomes a mess. Saying up was before that when they, he finally unpacked all the boxes and Got the apartment set up and built some nice shelves.
1: Right. I do want to point out two things about that, though. Like, yes, that was great. Good job, Cam. But he, like, still has all the mess in his room, which they talk about later on in the movie. It's an
0: organized mess. It's on shelves.
1: <laughs> and oh, what was the other thing? The other thing has escaped me. I oh, don't know. Um, I do think that, oh, I guess, yeah, sorry. The other thing is that it's such a movie trope for, like, something to be a huge mess, and then within a day it's, like, perfectly cleaned and mm. organized, everything, like, all the pictures were...
0: We didn't get a montage, though, so it avoided that movie trope. True. It oh, my gosh. just kind of showed it.
1: Good point. There was no montage, which, I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. See, this is why we talk it out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: I can see it rising up the rankings now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, Up. Not necessarily with parenting, but I guess parenting does also involve your relations with your partner. Mm-hmm. So an up is that they both really care about the girls. Do you have a better up than that?
0: Um, Up. He gets a new car when the old one broke down
1: down it has a hole in the floor <laughs> and catches on fire they say
0: yeah that's true
1: but I was thinking about like their parenting like they're not really together like um in like a relationship right. but they are working towards being kind of co-parents mhm taking turns with, like, I guess parenting, really. Yeah. Um, And the mom is doing something really good by going to business school and trying to help her family have a better life. It's just unfortunate that she's not able to find a job in the Boston area, probably because she's discriminated against for having children. Um,
0: And possibly for being black. But they Boston's pretty notoriously racist.
1: I mean, in the... It's mean,
0: have great race relations.
1: It didn't say that, but that could have been inferred. Yeah.
0: I mean, the thing that they were inferring, I guess, was it was because the children, because right when she said she was a mother, they're like, oh.
1: Yeah. So she couldn't, like, work late and stuff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, But she does, like, get a job in New York and is able to get her... Kids into private school and have a better education, so you know they're they're definitely trying. I just I found it sometimes hard to watch with like all the yelling and like the girls not really respecting their dad, but then the dad not respecting the girls at times. You know. Yeah, I mean, could have been his mental illness. Yeah, I I
0: think that's part of it. What it was trying to show, like. It's was hard to watch and was probably hard to...
1: Live through. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Kind of like what you were saying at the beginning of how her... She didn't want to put anybody that she's not related to through it because it... Yeah. Could be kind of jarring, those types of things.
1: Definitely. And Do it's... you think
0: her real-life dad looked anything like Mark Ruffalo? I'm Random a... question for you.
1: I hope so. Or
0: her mom looked anything like Zoe Saldana?
1: I'm not sure, <laughs> but, yeah, okay, you really just, like, for some reason that sentence just really, like... Did
0: I really just dump you? Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sure they looked like a version of that, but probably not as pretty, just because is anyone as pretty as those two? Good-looking parents. Good-looking so,
0: couple. It's a high bar.
1: It really is. Um... Hmm... What was that other thing? What were we talking about? Lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry.
0: Parenting styles. there.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll just pick up from that. I'm so sorry. I just completely forgot what I was going to talk about next. It happens sometimes. But I guess, I guess I just want to return to the, I do feel like they're doing their best. They just have a very, it's just sometimes hard to watch, um, but it makes good art, you know, you know, the director slash screenwriter, she was using her experience to, you know, I probably like work through it and show that there was beauty. Do you think she
0: was intentionally waiting until her daughter was of enough age to uh, play her role?
1: Maybe this was like this film or was this like her
0: first film? I did not look into that I guess. It
1: it said that she did some work on the Larry Sanders show. Oh
0: so she's been in the biz a while if that's the case. This is
1: um her first movie. Oh okay. This probably was like her baby like her passion project.
0: I'm sure yeah. Oh she also did the polka king. I worked on it, at least.
1: I was just looking at the Wikipedia, which didn't really have that, that much information on it. But I did notice that. She
0: did direct king.
1: Okay. Yeah. What else is there? How did we sum it up already? Oh, my gosh! I remembered what I was going to talk about. Okay. So, they mentioned kind of early on... Oh. When Amelia goes to visit her dad at the halfway house just like walks to the halfway house and it was probably like during the school day or something and um cam later on is talking to maggie about it his wife ish partner whatever um and he's saying that she should probably have some therapy like and it shows multiple times in the movie where she's kind of crying not being able to express her emotions the way she wants to. And at the end of the movie, I was thinking, like, did she ever get that therapy? I mean, I know they were struggling for money, so. But there are some, like, affordable therapy options. Maybe not back then. But I was just thinking, like, oh, yeah. Remember they were going to get her therapy?
0: I don't remember them saying that. So yeah. I must have missed that line. It
1: didn't happen, though. I think everyone in this in that family could have benefited from some therapy, especially the girls. Did you like how like, especially Faith, had such a attitude of her dad? Yeah. Really did. Like at first, threw a
0: sponge at him and hit him in the head with it.
1: Yeah. At first, I'm like, well, she's probably. That was probably... a down
0: moment, I would say.
1: Definitely, <laughs> that's a down. <laughs> Um, like i feel like on one hand she's picking up on how how her family members treat her and her environment mm-hmm. and, but on the other hand it's not really ever
0: in worked response,
1: on. oh i thought you were going to say it she usually is like the first to yeah to say it
0: But you're saying, like, neither the parents really work on it with her? Right. At least that we see. But we can only go off of what we see, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like only one time does Cam try to be, like, enforce any kind of, like, rules or, like, get her to listen and do what he asks. When is that? When she... Um, Amelia was playing the piano, that pirate song. Oh, right. And then Faith was dancing, and he was trying to say, you know, like, clean, clean up the head. Table,
0: We're going to eat.
1: Right. But she's also, not to completely defend her, but to maybe explain the behavior, she's also picking up on her environment. There's a mess everywhere, you know? So why does she need to do something if her dad isn't setting that. True. That, um,.
0: Seems like a messy guy. That,
1: that role for her.
0: You
2: okay.
1: I couldn't... It's, words are hard sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I just... It's not really, like, addressed that much. It's just, Faith is sassy. Faith has attitude. Like hand on the hip kind of deal. I mean, Amelia does too, but I think she also has a sensitive side.
0: I'm sure... Um, Faith does as well. Maybe she's just in a different phase of her life, like, a little younger, hasn't grown as much in that empathy, mm-hmm. uh, part of her brain, maybe.
1: Yeah, it definitely m- much seems... much compassion yet. It definitely seems like Amelia does have that, like, she's interested in how her parents met, and she wants her parents to be together, and she wants... Oh, Faith wants to... They both want her, da- their dad to stop smoking, and so, like, they're looking out for their parents. Um, Another good
0: question, I suppose. Mm. Sorry for interrupting again. This is what this episode's all about. <laughs> um, do you think um, Maya Forbes sister in real life uh, was okay with her portrayal as a young child in this movie was like i was not that sassy
1: (laughs) well it's not i mean i think she says that it's like autobiographical but maybe not like so maybe
0: she doesn't even have a sister like they could have just kind of yeah
1: i don't know okay i don't know gotcha
0: sorry to derail you i hope you kept your thought
1: I was saying it makes sense that we're kind of going back and forth like this and it's, that it's a little scattered because that's kind of how the movie I, was. I was
0: going to, yeah. I was it's like making well. us
1: feel this way. We're like, oh yeah, this happened. And then this happened. I, oh, what happened? I forgot. I was like, going
0: to put an apology in at some point. Like, sorry for the scattered brain, but yeah, it fits the theme of the movie. No, I'd it's say.
1: perfect. Like we're, it's, We
0: weren't doing it on purpose, but yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like sometimes we, but that's just the structure of the movie, really. I mean.
0: It had a pretty, um, like. chronological order, yeah. like, by uh, seasons. It was like winter, spring, summer, fall, but it was a little scattered.
1: I get why they did that, because I think they wanted to show, like, this is the time that the mom was away, you know, Mm. and give little snapshots of it, but it made the plot seem, like, kind of less important. Like, it was just like, this happened here, then we have this... Like, we have the seasons, but not that much really happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff happens, but the structure seemed a little bit different in my mind. But that kind of makes sense because a lot, not all of it, but some of it is told from the kid's perspective and it could just be like, those are her memories, you know? Mm. It's not something that is like, there's a lot of detail. Like, it's just a memory. Wow, I am (laughs) just... That was
0: good. Talk it out.
1: Yeah. Wasn't that kind of good, though? Like, how memory... you don't remember everything, but you remember, like, something, like, specific. Mm -hmm. Like, the dad threw the flour. I remember that. I feel like
0: that you would remember. Wait, through the flour.
1: Like, after um, Faith wasn't listening, he, like, threw the bowl he was making. I think it had flour in it. Oh, okay. You're saying that type of flour. Yeah. Sorry,
0: it's, like, not, like, a pretty flour.
1: Whatever he was baking.
0: Okay, yeah, I feel like that would, like, stick with you, but mm-hmm. some other, like, random little stuff, yeah, in yeah. terms of memories. I'm sure there was something small in there, but...
1: We don't really see that much of school. I mean, it's more, it's, like, very focused in on I mean, that is, our like, dad.
0: A, a focal point of the parents, like, they're trying to get them into better schools yeah. at one point, or like sending them to, them, them to this school that's out of district because it's a better school, so they want them to get better schooling. Right, but... And then, like you alluded to later on, um, Maggie gets the job in New York, so she's able to put them in a private school so they can... Um, yeah. ...get a better education.
1: They definitely recognize the importance of education, and I, I'm totally not knocking them, but this is gonna... The next thing I say is gonna sound knocking. Like... They're focused on the education, but not really on, like, enforcing structure at home. Like, I think that that's something that was not as well done. But I I know this is coming from someone who can be judgy at times. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, take it for what you, you want. I do think they were trying their best. I just think it was a tough situation.
0: Yeah. Which... um. Relating back to good lines, I did think uh, there was a good line from Maggie in there um, saying, like, when black people struggle, it's just seen as. I, I forget what she says. Like, sad. Or if white if white people are poor, they it's are seen eccentric. as eccentric. But if black people are poor, they just. I forget what she says. But yeah. it's just like people don't care. Yeah. Or you're like less or they than or something. It or something. Yeah. Sorry, shouldn't have brought it up if I didn't know the exact No,
1: form, but that's a good, that's a good, uh, but the, uh analysis. You kind of understand why the mom is doing what she's doing. Her reasoning. And, and
0: yeah, it's tough for women to work now, especially back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she probably felt like she had to because mm-hmm. Cam couldn't really work. Any A lot was his, oh
1: the pressure was on her yeah. to be the breadwinner to be this, and she system. definitely didn't
0: feel good about it. She like was like it's not that. I hate coming back. I hate leaving. Yeah, yeah. Tough no, situation th- all those,
1: around. All her scenes were really good. I thought anytime Zoe Saldana was in there, like yeah, they were really strong scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no that that situation is not something I envy at all. Okay, this is a complete and random aside, but I
0: love complete and random aside. I know
1: it's kind of like your, your catnip, if you will. Okay, two words, no. that they pronounce very oddly in this movie. Do you remember what they are?
0: I think one was Peabody. Mm-hmm. I don't remember another one.
1: Crepes.
0: How did they say
1: it? They say crepes.
0: Hmm, maybe it's and like a Boston Peabody thing. Peabody
1: was like, Peabody.
0: It was, and it wasn't everybody. I think just Amelia or Faith, one of the kids, said it kind of weird.
1: I think someone else said it weird, too. I don't remember,
0: though. I thought everybody else said it Peabody, but. Because that's why I thought it was weird. Because otherwise, like, I don't know, maybe it's pronounced Peabody or something.
1: Yeah, but, like, we (laughs) had the closed captioning when it was spelled that way. So, it was like, I think they just. (sighs)
0: Yeah. All
1: right. That was all I had, really. I mean, I feel like we we did it.
0: I feel like we covered a good chunk. We got everything out we wanted to say. Uh, final thoughts. Do some final thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go, you go first. Okay.
0: I thought this movie did a good job of depicting mm-hmm. um, a mental illness and the struggles that puts on okay. not only the person suffering from the mental illness but also the family, mm-hmm. whether it be children or spouses or parents or grandparents, mm-hmm. throughout um, and how to deal and help try to help that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought it they did a good job of that. Uh, I thought Mark Ruffalo did a terrific job. Mm. Also, a brief uh, thing we didn't mention, I remember you writing down though, 70s fashion on point, sweaters were thriving in this <laughs> era.
1: 70s. A time for cool sweaters. It was. Yeah. The Cool sweaters and
0: cool cars, too. Costume. Well, some of them. That, that uh, Ford jet they were driving was not cool.
1: I liked the blue car from the beginning. I think that was the mom's car.
0: Okay. I, don't I Was she driving like, like a VW Bug or something, I want to say? It was
1: kind of like that. Okay. It was really pretty blue. I wonder what happened to that car because the mom went off to school and she didn't take the car with her. Maybe they had to sell the car at some point. Yeah. Actually, they may have mentioned that at the beginning. Those so, are my final
0: are thoughts. What about you?
1: I like this movie because I like Mark Ruffalo.
0: I a a reason as I...
1: Oh, you want more thoughts? No, just kidding.
0: no I don't. Um, All right, let's... Oh, come on, oh, I okay. have more
1: thoughts! <laughs> I think that with mental illness, or with really like any kind of obstacle that somebody faces it's very like personalized to that person like sure they have this illness but not everybody is gonna like be affected the same way um and so I think this was a good like personal account of it and how like you were saying how like the family is affected and everything um you know there definitely is a brand of movies and usually they're indie where it's like quirky upbringings and like how to how the kids are affected by that or how they respond to that is always very interesting because usually it's like one kid responds this way one kid responds this way you know
0: it's so. one of those uh netflix genres that shows yeah quirky upbringings
1: it's it's a thing <laughs> i'm i've seen enough of them because they're kind of my thing to like to know to, to feel like an expert on this yeah yeah so I, I like I said I, I, I did like it and I I think I would recommend it I mean there were some parts that were like upsetting but I think it also did a good job of like kind of balancing like humor with like clearly they're struggling but they're able to see the humor in yeah. life and there's
0: some funny moments but it's like funny because it's so ridiculous and then if you were in that situation you definitely want to be like laughing Yeah, but it's like, oh, he said something really ridiculous after he like threw this pot of right the food or something.
1: Yeah, so you know, I I think it did a good job, and I think I would rank it highly.
0: All right. Well, that being said, should we move into ranking? That being said, should we rank Infinite Polar Bear? That being, (laughs) I called it the wrong thing. I said Infinite Polar Bear. (laughs) That being said, should we rank Infinitely Polar Bear? Yes. All right. Do you want to go first or should I?
1: You went first for Final Thoughts. I'm going to go first for ranking. Okay. I want to rank it at number six before
0: mid-90s. I had it 6 or 7, so I'm good with that.
1: Why are we so in sync?
0: (laughs) So, above mid-90s, below half of it? Yeah. Sounds good. Alright, so your new rankings, I'll try to be quick here. We're getting pretty long, so we need to decide on, like, should I list them all, or is it just getting too
1: ridiculous? It's getting too ridiculous. So
0: don't list them all? Don't list them all. Okay, so this one's gonna be at number 6, and we'll just list, like, what it's between now, maybe. Mm -mm. Okay, so the new number 6 is infinitely polar bear and that is below the half of it but ahead of mid-90s
1: fabulous and maybe
0: we'll try to keep a running google Doc that people can access or something or you can check out our letterbox exactly check us
1: out on letterbox yeah
0: we both have them if you don't have letterbox
1: it's really fun
0: it's a fun app that you can rank any movie or a lot of television shows as well that you've Mm -hmm. seen
1: yeah and you can make a list and you know of your ranking Follow rankings. either of us. Yeah, we have our podcast ranking list on there for our indie movies. I
0: believe my username is C Walters 92
1: Nice. I don't remember what mine is. But, you know... We, we can, can tweet it out. Yeah. All right. I like that.
0: So, that is where we were ranking Infinity Polar Bear. Should we move into Currently Captivating Positives?
1: Let's do it.
0: Currently Captivating Positives? We did that last week.
1: Yeah, why are we doing that? Like... We must have a really good reason. Nah. Okay, I do. Do you want to hear mine?
0: Or do you uh, want to go first?
1: It's your turn to go first.
0: Nah, you can go first.
1: Well, I think it's the same thing. Am I right? We got engaged this week! What?
0: <laughs> oh, please. Quiet from the peanut gallery.
1: Yeah, everyone's excited. I mean, everyone is excited. The general consensus is excited, It's happy. Yeah, happy. Everyone's so happy for us, but it feels genuine.
0: Haven't got any, like, really? You guys are going, We're so mad at you.
1: No. If anything, it's like, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it had been that long, but okay.
1: Well... I take fault <laughs> in that. I've been talking about wanting to be engaged for quite a few.
0: I've been listening to that, <laughs> and it finally worked.
1: Yeah. So thanks for proposing. You're welcome. You did a great job. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Very happy that you proposed and that we're together, and now you're stuck with me forever. Yep. More oh, more what a good for, response. For, yep. Yep. Okay. Give it that. <laughs> I mean, what more is there to say? Like, there's a whole story, but we're running low on time, and... (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, what do you want to say about the engagement besides the fact that everyone's happy for us, and we're happy?
0: You can say the story if you want, but if not, no worries, you don't have to.
1: Let's just leave it at the fact that you did a very Kathy proposal. Hmm. People were impressed, and thought it was very romantic.
0: I'm glad. And then you other
1: people, it. right? Because that's that's all that matters. Indeed. I just think it's funny though. Like heads up for when our listeners get engaged one day, or if they already are, maybe they can relate to this. People will then tell you how they got engaged if they're married or whatever, and a lot of times they're complaining. <laughs> so.
0: So no complaints from you so far.
1: For me? No. I have this gorgeous ring, beautiful story, you invited our family, our parents, your sister, and so I say we're off to a great start this next chapter of our life.
0: All right, so tune in next week to see, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, because <laughs> the next chapter, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think so far we're doing well, would you say?
0: I, I think so. Yeah. I look forward to being married eventually when um, there's a
1: vaccine. Yeah, that's the other thing people ask you. So, when's the wedding? Guys, read the room. It is not time. <laughs> Oof. Okay. It only we... takes
0: two for an engagement. For a wedding, two. Amen, a few more.
1: brother. Amen. It <laughs> then you have the large group, and we all know it's a bad time for that. Okay.
0: Alright, so that is what we are currently very positive about.
1: Couldn't be more positive about it. Definitely
0: lifted else, my spirits. Yeah. We hope everybody else has something they're positive about in their life currently. Mm, I like that. That being said, let's move into what we're talking about next week. Alright, next week we're doing the indie film I believe
1: this is an Amazon original. It's released on Amazon.
0: It's released on Amazon Prime. It is Honey Boy. The 2019 film starring Shia LaBeouf and Lucas Hedges,
1: mm-hmm. um, who is in like everything these days. Yeah, so.
0: Lady Bird, Boy, Erase, Boy Erased, a bunch of Mid nineties, yeah. We did for the pod.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. You
1: got a repeat actor over and here.
0: And Shia LaBeouf hasn't been in a lot of stuff lately. So he a nice wrote contrast. The movie
1: right? I think he did. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll talk about it next week, I suppose. Yeah, guys, okay, so I think it's going to be a weird one. We'll see how it
0: goes. It could be a weird, good one. This one was pretty weird, I'd say, but we liked it. A different kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're
1: going to deal with some more family issues <laughs> <laughs> next week. Woo, we got a theme going on. All right, so share your good news with your loved ones.
0: Don't forget to vote.
1: We'll be back next Sunday.
0: Bye.